listening to a Sharesies podcast. It's Wednesday, the 4th of August. You are listening to Recap. Today, Air New Zealand gives an update on its situation now that the Trans-Tasman travel bubble is suspended. The New Zealand travel booking platform Circo also drops an update on how COVID-19 has affected business. And over in the US, sneaker company Foot Locker announces it's making a couple of acquisitions. I'm Jose Barbosa. I'm a content producer at Sharesies. And I'm Alice Roundtree. I'm a financial analyst also at Sharesies. We are here to recap some of the events shaping the share markets today so you can be a more informed investor in around 10 minutes or so. And as mentioned, we broadcast from Sharesies, a wealth development platform where our purpose is to create the most financially empowered generation. But before we get going, please listen to this very important message. Investing involves risk. You aren't guaranteed to make money and you might lose the money you started with. Any information we provide is general only and current at the time. If you're looking for help with your investment choices, we recommend talking to a licensed financial advice provider. Okay then, so Alice, you've got a story from the New Zealand market today. What is happening? So Air New Zealand released a trading update today. They gave an update on the business following the recent suspension of quarantine-free travel between New Zealand and Australia for eight weeks. Right, yeah. So we know that Air New Zealand had challenges last year and that's really been impacted with borders being closed and uh, people unable to travel. What was their update today? Now, Air New Zealand said today that they are continuing to assess the impact of the temporary travel bubble suspension on their passenger demand, so people who are booking flights through Air New Zealand. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, in addition to this, Air New Zealand has said that um, when the travel bubble does reopen, they expect that the demand for flights between New Zealand and Australia may be slower to recover and there remains a risk that the travel bubble could be suspended again. Right, so did Air New Zealand quantify or put into numbers what this might mean for them? They did. Now, before we get into today's um, news, let's think back to Mm -hmm, mid-June, when Air New Zealand said it expected to make a loss before other significant events and taxes for the year of up to $450 Okay, well, uh, so what does uh, before other significant events in taxation mean? Okay, so so taxes, we generally know what taxes are. We pay them on our um, off our salaries. Yep. Companies pay taxes on profits that they make. Okay. Now, other it. significant items in this context, Air New Zealand have defined this as other items which, due to their size or nature, need to be separately disclosed or, or stated to help understand the underlying financial performance of the company. Um, right. Are you with me? Yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. Okay. So they're, they're, they're literally separating out these particular items eh? and just yeah. putting them on their own and going, hey, look at that. So the numbers that we're talking about today are the, the profit or the losses that yeah, New Zealand um, are making before these other significant items and tax. Okay, got you. Cool. So they had been expecting a loss before other significant items and tax. Of, as you say, up to $450 million. What did they say about that today? Well, today they came out to say they now expect that loss to be up to $530 million. Right, so they've updated that. What mm-hmm. else did the announcement say? They also said their operating cash flow has reduced. Okay. Now, generally operating cash flow refers to the cash a company makes from its everyday operations. Right. So for New Zealand, this would be things like 
the money, the cash they get from customers when they pay for flights and then um, the cash they pay for, um, you know, to pay salaries or pay for jet fuel. Okay. So generally if a company isn't making enough cash from operations to cover those um, cash outflows, it means they have to get the cash in other ways to cover those expenses. Okay, so how typically would a company do that? Well, it could do something like take out a loan. I thought you were going to say a sausage sizzle, but the loan's good. <laughs> yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> they might need to do a few sausage <laughs> sizzles. I love a good um, sausage sizzle. <laughs> no, um, so not sausage sizzles, but a loan. That's what Air New Zealand is expecting to have to do in this case. Right. So last year when COVID hit uh, and border restrictions were, were put in place, yeah. the New Zealand government gave Air New Zealand access to a loan facility. Now, what that means is they have access to an amount of money that they can take out as a loan from the government. Um, it doesn't have to be all at once. Uh, it can draw down different amounts at times okay, when they cool. need it. Now, Air New Zealand has access to $1.5 billion through this facility. It's currently taken out $350 million of this as a loan. So there's $1.5 billion able to, to be drawn down. Right. So yeah, one point five, uh, 1.15 billion uh, left. Yes. Basically, yeah. Yes. Now, Air New Zealand have said it expects that it will need to use some of this before the end of August. Right. Okay. Thanks for that update, um, Alice. But that wasn't the only New Zealand travel-based story today. Um, oh. Circo published a trading update today, which, among other things, gives us a bigger picture of how travel's been impacted, albeit through a Circo lens. Can you just remind me what Circo does? Because this is one that I always forget. Right, yeah, no, absolutely understandable. So Circo has two strings to its bow. The first is travel management. So they offer software that helps mainly corporate clients track and plan travel booking. And then the other wing is expense management, basically similar to the travel part of the business, but it's software to manage expenses rather than people and aircraft. Okay. Uh, a few other points about the company. It's listed on both the NZX and the ASX. And uh, this is reported in 2019 Booking Holdings. They own Booking.com, which is a, 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 a booking um, website to book hotel rooms. I've used it several times. Yeah, same here. Um, that's not an endorsement, though. <laughs> uh, the, the Booking Holdings bought 4.7% of Circo in a partnership deal. Uh, but I'll talk about that more later. Okay, I'll tuck that away. Please. Uh, so what was in today's update? Well, there were two parts to it. The first was a trading update. Unsurprisingly, the very first thing noted was that trading conditions are still volatile, as they called it, particularly <laughs> in the Australian market. But the meat of it was that New Zealand domestic travel bookings for the month of June were up 66% compared to the same month in 2019. Um, for July, 2021 versus 2019, it was up 37%. Okay, so you mentioned before about trading conditions in Australia. Mm. Uh, did they have any numbers from Australia? For Australia, yes, absolutely. So the Australian domestic travel bookings dropped from 56% of the uh, 2019 volumes in June to 35% of 2019 volumes in July. So Circo um, put this down to the internal, the internal uh, COVID-19 travel restrictions in Australia. The CEO, Darren Grafton, said that the company had planned for the event of further lockdowns this financial year and that they are optimistic that Aussie travel bookings will return to uh, peak April 2021 levels once the lockdowns are lifted, whenever that might be. Okay. 
Now, you said that there was a second part to the update. Yes, there certainly was. Uh, uh, And it was in the form of an update on something called the, uh, quote, booking.com for business migration, end quote. Okay, so I tucked away that bit of information about booking.com. Is this where I need it again? Absolutely. So in a nutshell, uh, Booking Holdings is moving its business customers from their software platform over to Circo's platform, uh, more specifically their Xeno platform as it's called. They started the process earlier this year, but they've agreed, both of the companies have agreed that the process will take a bit longer, specifically two months past the original end of July date. Uh, there will be more updates at the Circo annual meeting on the 18th of August. Okay. But uh, that's uh, that's been a fair amount of uh, New Zealand news today. What's been happening elsewhere, Alice? Have you got anything for us? I do. I've got a story from the US yes. to chat about today. It's about Foot Locker. Uh, you could say they've really hit the ground running this week. Oh, oh you've caught me on the hop because what that deserves is a... Thanks. That was I'm quite <laughs> proud of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I didn't have the rim shot ready. That is so dumb. That's like the most painful rim shot. I apologise. I'll do better next week. Yeah, yeah, no, that's okay. I'll try and think of some more puns to, to please put do, in. Please do, please do. So you can use that. So Foot Locker. Right. They are listed on the New Zealand, uh, not the New Zealand, the New York Stock Exchange under right. the ticker FL. FL, cool. So they're an American company. They have over 2,500 stores across the world, including here in New Zealand. Okay, let me guess. Their results were earnings, right? No, no, surprisingly what? not. What? You'd think so, given the amount of um, US earnings results we've been talking about lately. Of course, shaken, shaken I am. <laughs> I'm shook. Um, no, instead, they have announced that they've entered into definitive agreements to acquire two smaller sneaker retail chains. Corporate transactions, this is absolutely your happy place, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, talk me through them, though. I want to hear Definitely. more. Okay, so the first one is a US-based company called WSS. They're an athletic footwear retailer that operates 93 stores in North America, namely California, Texas, Arizona, and Nevada. Now, Foot Locker will pay $750 million US dollars for this acquisition. Did Foot Locker say why they were acquiring WSS? Yeah, they said it is just to enhance their positioning in North America. Right, so they'll just get more stores, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so and how about the second acquisition? Now, the second one, uh, that's a bit further away from home for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's They've set out to buy a company called Atmos. That's a Japanese company, operates 49 stores in total, but the majority of these are in Japan. Mm -hmm. And they're involved with streetwear, so um, they're a premium sneaker and apparel brand. Right, so how much is Foot? Locker paying for this one, and did they say why they're doing it? They did. So, Foot Locker will pay three hundred and fifty million US dollars for Atmos, and they said it will help them execute against their expansion initiative in the Asia Pacific region. Now, they described this region as rapidly growing, mm. and they also said it will establish an entry point for Foot Locker in Japan, and they'll benefit from immediate scale. Right. Was there anything else that we need to know about these transactions? Yeah, one more important detail is that both WSS and Atmos will still operate under their own brand names, or for the time being at least. Right, so they're not completely swallowing up those companies and, and, and changing their names or anything. So like they'll, they'll operate as separate brands under the Foot Locker company. Cool, got you. Thank you very much, Alice. No worries. Appreciate that. Um, oh, good. You know what that means? It's, uh, 
That's it. That's the end of the show. That's it. That's Another it for day. today. I was going to ask, what's your? We had a, a running conversation here in the office. I don't know if you picked it up, um, Alice, about uh, having eggs with marmite. Oh, big fan. Big fan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. just wasn't into it. I have to say. Do you know what's even um, better is avocado marmite on toast? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's really. I had that for breakfast this morning. Yeah, I don't know about um, Thomas. You might remember Thomas um, from uh, last week on Friday, who uh, who came in and, and uh, joined us in the third seat. He had um, toast marmite, mm-hmm. and then fried eggs on top of that. Yeah, cheese. And he put a lot of Marmite, like he slathered it on. (laughs) And so there was a lot of discussion. Um, Please, hey, hey, out there, if you think eggs and Marmite don't go together, send us a message. Or if you do think they go together, send us a message as well. Another top trick I learned from someone here uh, yesterday was that you can fry eggs on the like toasty grill thing in the office. That's what they were doing. Oh, that's how it came about. Hey, all this and more in the Shazzy's <laughs> Kitchen <laughs> Office Chat. Uh, thank you so much for listening today. That was Wednesday the 4th of August. Uh, you've been listening to Recap. If you're enjoying what you hear, please give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. But we'll be back tomorrow. We certainly will. Matiwa. See you then. See you then. Bye.